This week on See with Queen and Jay, your fave is a rapist and he said it, but woke black women still fuck with him. Also, black women using their voices in media for good. And is the white man's news helping to gentrify your neighborhood? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Yes. All right. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good. good. It's That's nice. Good. The weather is not oppressive. I feel like refreshed and shit. I had a rough morning, but that doesn't matter. The weather's not oppressive. Like mad hot. Like and Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, it's not oppressive heat. I don't like outside today. It's all muggy and stuffy and it feels oh. like someone is following me, breathing on me. <laughs> Which seems oppressive, but you know, we all have different interpretations of oppression. So. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. <laughs> we, we are, are two, two womanist race nerds talking, talking shit over tea, tea, dismantling white, white supremacist, supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode, episode at a time. time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, we, we, that was another communal out. We have two additional guests in the studio. We will introduce them later, but they are here. Get excited. It's a big black ass, Bronx ass deal. Turn the fuck up. That's right. If, if you, you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. Use it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Insta stories, all of them shits. Use that. We like to follow your conversation and we like to see you guys follow each other's conversation. Also, use the hashtag pod and that is for other people to find us and other people to know that you are listening to T with Queen and J. That's right. Also, we are recording this podcast at the Indie Creative Network Studios. Be sure to follow them online. Check them out. Check out the website, ICND dot dj for new content for us by us every hour on the hour that's black folks doing their own damn thing if you want to record at the indie creative network also you can book a session there inquire on the website yes yeah, all the people who ask me yo where can i record a podcast i say it every podcast like <laughs> do it Don't ask me. it's interesting that they would ask <laughs> you that having never listened to your show Huh. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Yeah. How about you listen? How about you listen? People are How funny. about that? Are funny. But you're here now, people who are listening. So it's, that's not towards you. True that. True that. True that. So we have some libations yes, this we do. week. You want to tell us what libations yes, are? Yes, libations are when we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joy. So we pour them for the homies. That's what we say in the hood. Say libations if you're, I don't know, one of them spiritual bitches. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we do. So we pour libations. And yeah, what are your libations, Jay? Um, so my libations, I went to Blurred City Con this weekend. Okay. I had a fucking blast. Um, they had a lot of great panels, which I loved. Kennedy from the Black Tribbles was there. She did a whole panel on Worf and his blackness of Star Trek. So well, I, I was about to say, who the fuck is Worf? Yeah, yeah, Worf from Star <laughs> I, Trek. Because I don't know him. And the dynamics of that shit. I went to a panel that Valerie Complex did on Street Fighter. Oh, really? The movie, yeah, the original movie. and mm, the, That movie was a good trash. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the, what the panel was about. <laughs> <laughs> so that was lit. Um, yeah, so what is the woman's name? It doesn't matter. So libations to Blurred City Con and to everybody who was there. And I look forward to next year. I have another libation. Okay. Did y'all listen to The Nod this week? No. Anybody listen to The Nod this oh. week? All right, so The Nod is We are nodding, no. Okay. <laughs> the Nod, you're clever. The Nod is another podcast, and this week they, or last week, or whenever I listened to it, they did an episode 
on the oral history of Nuck if you buck. Okay. okay. Yes. This I saw, I saw the ad flying around for it. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. It was <laughs> great. It was it. great. This is what got me about the whole thing. So you know that we do like renegade podcasting here. Mm-hmm. We sound like black girls from the Bronx. And mm-hmm. we we are not the typical NPR like voice. We're not mm-hmm. the typical NPR style. And so it was nice to hear a podcast with all the elements of NPR stuff. I mean, it's hosted by black people, so there's that element that wasn't there. But in terms of like the voice of like NPR, like all that, all those production that broadcasting dynamics, voice. yes, the mm-hmm. broadcasting voice and that style, it was nice to hear that applied to something that was like black ass shit and like important you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like knuck if you buck is a song by crime mob if anybody doesn't and it's know talking about shit knuck if you buck right yeah, right mm-hmm. it's the national anthem if you right? buck then you mm-hmm. better fucking knock it is a national <laughs> anthem of <laughs> sorts it's an important song and you have to be immersed in black culture to understand the significance of that song and that yeah it isn't we do i want to hear the fucking oral history of it's this it's a fucking war cry it's important like, it's, it's a call to action yeah yeah that but <laughs> like the history of that it's important you know what i'm saying it's just as important as a lot of the other shit that we will just like listen to randomly because mm-hmm. it's like npr produced and npr sounding and that whole thing so the episode on Nug a few buck. It was fucking lit and it was fucking amazing. And I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. So please check that out if you have time. Cool. It was enlightening. Okay, that's nice to know. I didn't really trust them. Um, oh, go on. Just like you said, the NPR kind of mm. media spaces. Okay. Um, when I saw, I seen an ad on Twitter actually of that episode, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to hear them talk about that. So I right. got scrolling. But to hear you say that, mm-hmm. you know, I might peek in. Yeah, the nod actually has done. I think when it comes to stuff like that, they do a really good job of like covering. They can be trusted. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There is an element sometimes that makes me feel like they are talking to white people, whether it be just one or two, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I do feel like that. That's where my distrust comes from. Yeah. But I I felt like this was like covered with the respect that you cover like brilliance with, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I loved it. So definitely check that out. We'll leave the link to that in the show notes. What you got? Um, are you asking me about my libation? I am asking you I what like you got you for your libation. <laughs> what, what you got over there? <laughs> what you pouring over there? What are your libations, Queen? My libations are um, so I want to pour libations to Jason Vega. He was one of the organizers that invited me to the Game Devs of Color Expo. And that expo was fucking dope and amazing. It exceeded my expectations of a con or expo or whatever. I'm used to. No shade to Jason and your event because it was amazing. But I'm used to being invited to community kind of org things. And mm-hmm. it looks very community org, if that makes any sense. You can tell that there's a lack of... You can tell where there's a lack. And I'm okay with knowing that. But I didn't see lack anywhere in that space. Everything was just well organized. There was fucking snack tables. Mm-hmm. I like like Free snack for yes. free. Free snack tables like all over the place. Table. All of the panels like started right on time. And what oh, you said off mic was that they refilled... The yes, they filled the snacks. snacks. I mean, that's legendary. Which was dope. Coming in, like, check-in was, like, quick and easy. Like, it wasn't, like, a a thing. You know how this is always, like, mm-hmm. this the shit? Mm-hmm. None of that shit happened. I came and was like, hey, I'm pressing. It was like, oh, hey, yeah, go in right there. You know, it was just like, <laughs> 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 it was fine. I have to call Jason and be like, they not letting me in. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> Could you come outside? Could you come outside? Oh my God, like, come on. <laughs> None of that was happening. And then I am, everyone knows that I take myself out of blurred culture, nerd culture, whatever the fuck y'all call it, because y'all are strange sometimes. Um, and I'm also strange in a different way, and it just doesn't connect. But I didn't feel like that thing. I still feel like very much a part of the community. Every time I played a game, I lost because it was lots of video games, but then they had analog games. I'm not a game player. I was losing like a motherfucker. But it was just fun to just like play. And even when I'm lost, they're like, yeah, you did it. I was like, I don't need your social promotion. I don't need your social promotion, okay? I'm confident in myself and I'm a bad bitch. I don't need y'all to like make me feel good because of these, these games that don't matter. But okay. <laughs> I think I kind of needed it. Yeah. Uh, you needed something, clearly. So yeah, so that was really dope. I only got to go to one of the panels because I honestly was like running, running around, enjoying everything. Um, but the panels I did went to was activism and politics and game design, mm. and it was really good. It was hosted by Sean Allen, and then um, there was game developers. A.M. Dark there, Tim Flus. Look at that official ass pamphlet you right. got. I'm telling you, this place is wild. It was dope. Like, a cute little um, t- Tim Flux, D. Del Rosario, and Kirkrick. I'm sorry, I can't say your last name. Omankan Kuntan. I said that horribly. But, um, so that panel was like fucking dope and amazing. All of their panels are actually on YouTube. So, um, I guess I could put a link to their website. Mm. And the show notes, and then you could check out whatever panel you wanted to see. I like that also that they made it available for people who couldn't go. Mm-hmm. It was a expo that was you had to pay, but it was about fifteen dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. But they still made it available or made access to people who couldn't go there by having all the panels on YouTube and stuff. So like, it was really dope. Another thing that was dope was I met this girl. Sorry, girl, I don't remember your name, but I don't remember anybody's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she actually worked for Xbox. Xbox is one of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I'm like, I noticed how Xbox is a sponsor, but this is not like an Xbox event. Yeah, they didn't piss all over the Yeah, they didn't thing. piss all over the thing. Like, they, they seriously <laughs> just had one table. Xbox had one table. Mm-hmm. And then was, and they, their table didn't even have games. It just had, like... Um, pamphlets and you know whatever stuff like that um, so it didn't take away from other developers which mm-hmm. is fucking dope so when I brought right. it up to her she was like yeah we did that on purpose like we, we knew this was a great space to be but we didn't want to take over the space so I like and then she's a black woman so I know that she was the one who was like uh uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see what you're not gonna do is right. go to Harlem I like how that's your, de- right. that's your default like black woman regulation yeah cause that's what my mother uh-uh. taught uh-uh. mm-hmm. uh-uh. it always starts with that though that's my mother uh-uh. that's my mother uh uh-uh. Cause ah, my mother, my mother has to like an, an, really enunciate the ah with shit. Cause ah, not gonna let that happen. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. yeah, so it was just nice to know that there was corporate sponsorship in the space, and they didn't take over. They they made sure they didn't take over, and also the people who. Um, organizing this thing made sure you don't take over this event this is for developers of color this is not about right. xbox mm-hmm. there are going to be people here who don't even have an xbox you know yes. like all of these right, things right, that yes. they thought about yeah. it was just it was, it was just dope it was That's really great awesome. i'm just happy to see us create things and you know and not be janky mm-hmm. yes so yes libations to jason for inviting me also libations to alicia 
um, Smith and for Sasha of Saved by Sasha Alicia writes a lot of stuff for Mix Vixen magazine Damn. and she came with me and Sasha helps me with social media and she came with me and Damn. they were into games like they was they was beating all the men like <laughs> and I'm like yeah bad bitches I was losing <laughs> but they were like beating all the men and all that <laughs> it was a lot of fun I really I had a really 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 good time good. so yes, that sounds fucking dope tomato yo. bad Saturday Fantastic. oh one more thing forgot okay, forgot yeah. forgot okay so you know how and I'm going back to your blurred episode mm-hmm on in a whole in a whole uprising yep. and how there's a lot of conversation about how especially black men nerds so that's what i'm uh, referred to mm-hmm. and they say how women don't want them mm-hmm. and all of this stuff mm-hmm. the black woman in there was fly as fuck mm-hmm. and y'all men was dry as fuck like mm-hmm. so maybe maybe step your shit up because them bitches in there was fly mm-hmm. like fly and y'all was dry. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. Level up. I, don't I saw know. like how two How many chapped lips were in the house? So many chapped lips. Okay. All I right. see. I saw two men, but I was like, oh, who that? And it was lots of people there. Mm-hmm. But with women, I was like, oh, who that? 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 So you know, maybe you know, use some shea butter or something. Yeah, I would just like some quick um nerd advice for men, mm-hmm. um, men identifying people. Uh, you know, chapstick. <laughs> That's great. Um, moisture your body. Okay? So that can come in the form of any of the butters. Shea butter, cocoa butter. Um, there's a... What is that? Um, any of the butters. Okay? Use the butters. Eat almond butter. Okay? Just moisture, moisturize yourself. That goes a long way. And then once you've achieved and unlocked that, then we can talk haircuts and things like that. But if we start... I think if we start with moisture... Then we'll get a little bit closer yeah. to, um, yeah, you know, making connections. Pants. Yeah, then we move on to pants that fit. And th- you know, but yeah. we, we don't have time. We Let have me guests. tell you, <laughs> people will be, yeah, right? You know, people will be willing to work with you if you moisturize. It's That's very hard true. to get past a chapped-ass lip. Okay? It, you can't. All right. Can you get past it? I can't. I can't. No. Which is why I no. would have hollered at all the women in that place and none of the men. Right. Mm. Okay. Right. So we're trying to, you know, uh, close that divide and <laughs> just, you know, invest in the butters there's no way i'm not flying i'm talking to these motherfuckers yeah mm. there's no way yeah yeah just look at me and look at you like, <laughs> right like, you know yeah. uh, just moisturize start with that and then the rest is the world is yours you know? <laughs> 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 all right donations so as always you can donate to this podcast by visiting our website twithqueenandj.com click the donations tab there's two ways to donate two Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so we switched it out. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. There's two ways to donate. You can click our uh, click our Patreon, and there you can subscribe and donate two dollars a month. We ask for hey, we ask for two dollars a month. If everyone who listens to this show gives us two dollars a month. We will have everything that we need. That's essentially $24 a year. It'll give us all the money that we need to fund our studio time, money that we spend on like podcast hosting, the conferences that we go to, our business cards, our stickers, the free events that we throw. It helps with all of that shit. That's what we ask for, $2 a month. If you are the type of person who doesn't, and also um, when you subscribe to our Patreon, we continue to do this podcast. So we're not currently doing any special like offers or anything Uh, like that. Our offer is we give them a shout out on this show. Boom. Mm. Thank you. And that is very special, actually. Um, but if you want to do a one shot deal or come and donate as many times as you want, any amount that you want, you can break us off on the PayPal and that tab. So there's a Patreon tab on our website and then a donations tab. The one that says donations is actually the PayPal link. So 
click that break us off however much you want to break us off on the paypal and once again we'll mention you on the show we greatly appreciate it as i said last week we are going to podcast movement the week of july 23rd yeah yeah so that's right and a lot of you donated to us last week to help support the funding of that which is incredibly helpful because we got to pay for hotel we got to we were able to use a lot of our donations towards the price of early bird tickets which was great so that was like a good discount and we paid for those and now we need to to be able to sleep there and eat foods so <laughs> we appreciate everybody who broke us off last week and if there's anyone else who was meaning to break us off before we go you still please, got some time you still got time to do that and if you hit us off on the paypal then we can use that right away so we appreciate you do you want to tell us yeah sure. you have donation libations um yes so donation libations so we have a few patrons and we have shireen Oh, Shereen, my cousin, she gave me um some Squarespace money. I just oh, noticed and, it. You, thank you, Shereen. I just you saw it in there. It. Yeah, I don't be no, checking it. Jay is like that. Jay will have a million dollars and sit in Oh, I forgot. What you calling? Send me a million dollars and I forgot to. I always be like, this money I, don't run. I don't count people's money, but I'm like, what life do you live that I'm you can forget that heart. million dollars are over there? I use it when it's time. What? So I just saw that. Thank be you, Shereen. <laughs> thank you. I saw a notification. I was like, when is this from? I don't know that. Like, yeah. Um, Patreon. Oh, more patrons. More patrons. We have Alyssa. And then we have Feminist Fatale. Yeah, thank you both. Yes. And then we have some PayPal people. We actually got a lot of PayPal yes. love. Yes. A lot of it. And we thank you. So, and he says, my homegirl Randy put me on to y'all. When you started the We Gotta Have It series, and I continue to listen, the work that you do is so important. And I have learned so much from you both. I am a queer, I am a black queer Southern man that is trying to do better and show up more for black women in my life. Your show is Deaf Helping with the Journey. Peace and love from North Carolina, Trake. I'll do the next one. We got a donation from Moji. And Moji says, I've been listening and heard your call for donations for your podcast movement trip. This is the money I had sitting in my PayPal account. See? Moji knows my life. Sitting in my PayPal <laughs> but account. But I know her amount, so <laughs> that's different. Okay. And, <laughs> and I'd rather pay black women than let PayPal sit on it. Keep up the affirming work, Moji. Thank you, Moji. Thanks, Moji. We appreciate you. Um, and then we got another letter from Christine. Hi, Jane Queen. I wanted to support you on your upcoming trip. Thank you for all the amazing work you do. I have learned so much with you and appreciate, and appreciate your perspective and openness and public self-reflection. I look forward to Tuesday all week, Damn. every week. Damn. I, I hope you have a great trip. XO. Thank you, Christine. Yes. Oh, I want to read this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Tawana. And she hey, just, Tawana. That's Tawana that came to um, our event. Oh, okay. And she just put Philly Eats. <laughs> Thank you. Tawana knows what we need this for. Yeah, she said this gets changed the point. This is for eating. This is what it's for. Mm -hmm. Chris, who always breaks us off, Chris said, Hey, I just heard the first bit of the show. The conference sounds awesome. This isn't much, but I hope it helps. Fucking, oh, fuck eating bread. <laughs> I don't want to eat bread. You're right. I don't either. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, and this one is from Jasmine with a Y. Um, I just like when people do the, whatever the fuck they want with names. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love your podcast. Thank you so much for creating content that speaks to our issues and for doing it with such class, humor, intelligence, and excellence. Love you too. Hey. Thank you, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. 
Adrian, <laughs> last one. Why are you laughing at that? Because Adrian is every time I see his name now, I just laugh. <laughs> 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 no, that's funny. You do bring us joy, Adrian. Yes, you we do. appreciate you. He does. Um, Adrian says, enjoy some fast food on me. Hashtag pay black women. That's right. We will at some point probably eat fast food. Yeah. If we don't get any more donations this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You are right. So thanks to everybody um who helped us out and broke us off. Yes, yes. We appreciate yes. you. Yes, definitely do. Um we're gonna do a quick rundown of places that Jay and I would be or events that you think that we think you should go to. Jay and I are gonna be at Crowfest. Seven twenty one. That is this coming Saturday. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So be there. Be there with your curls. Yeah, I think a lot. Of, I think they're sold out right now. But the park is open. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, yeah. yeah. That's what I said, but they're gonna say you can't go in the park. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> think I'm thinking out loud, but um, <laughs> but I'm processing. Wait, that is capitalism. How are you gonna tell somebody they can't come to the park? True that. So if you're out there, and you, <laughs> if you see us there, um, you see us there, say what's up, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it's it a good day outside. Totally, totally. Bring your own water. Yep. Oh yeah, because we ain't got water for you. We're also going to be a podcast movement, like Jay said earlier, and that is from 723 to 726. We'll be in the Philly area. We'll also be at a meetup. Yep. We'll be at the podcast and color meetup that Barry is throwing July 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Sam Pam. And then I'll put the details to that in the show notes. Yeah, you do not have to be going to that conference to go to this meetup. Yeah, they are not be. associated with each other. That's we'll just right. be in that city Absolutely. for those things at yeah. the same time. And if you're in Philly and you want us to be on your podcast or you just want to say what's up um, or you want to interview us for something or if you want to just like give us money in person, whatever you want to do or like throw money, like let it rain from the sky on us or something like that. Um, let and it contains space because I don't want nobody taking our money. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you want to do one of those challenges where you, we go into like one of those clear boxes, I want to do that. Money flying, and we could like that. put it in our clothes and shit like that. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Um, we could do that. Yeah, in we Philly or wherever. We'll come anywhere actually. <laughs> Lastly, Inner Hall Uprisings All Day and Night Party is on July twenty eighth. Is that a Saturday? I yes so. yeah, yeah 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 yeah. that's a saturday so it goes from saturday in the daytime through that evening into early sunday morning you can come for the first part you can come for the last part or you can do both parts um the link to that event will be in the show notes and you can decide like how you want to do your ticket situation i think they're selling tickets for different parts of it or you could yeah, buy like a whole ticket a whole one. yes oh, let's get into the show wanna, yeah let's do that all right So, like we said, we have guests in the building. BX stand up. Because if it wasn't for the pond, yeah. this rap shit probably right. never would be coming on. So, tell me, where are you from? Okay. you supposed to go uptown, baby. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We fake. We don't got no excuses. We fake. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was like, damn, I know I got to say shit. <laughs> but it didn't come to my head. Only y'all fail because Jay said shit So I was trying to concentrate. Sorry. Um, so, Bag Ladies Podcast is here. Hey, Bag Ladies. Yay. So, we have Lena and a Stephanie in the building. Lena and a Stephanie are two Bronx Dominicans and Afro Latinas. Just trying to be better and make you better too um, their podcast helps them get rid of their baggage and helps you get rid of your baggage because dead ass that stuff is heavy as fuck so that's you Lena don't hurt your back mm. carrying all them bags like that 
Okay, I was looking. For, I was listening to like the tone. I was like, "Wish you about to, but you brought it back around. You brought it. You brought it back around." Um, Stephanie is actually this year's Pineapple Street Media Fellow, which is super dope. Podcasting yeah. fellow. That's yeah. like a big deal. And Lena is about to be a lawyer, she practicing public interest gonna law. Gonna be lawyerizing. Yes, yes. Oh, that's the whole thing. <laughs> So we're super excited to have you both. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're we're like nervous. Like, low key, we've been like holding it, we've been holding like, it the whole time. That's so funny. So we're just like, okay, you good, wow, you good. good. You oh, they're holding hands. This is hilarious. No, y'all are doing great. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we're excited to have other Bronx women in the house with yes. us. So this is super dope. All right. So what kind of tea are we drinking? I'm drinking pomegranate delight, and I actually okay. just finished it. <laughs> um, was it delightful? It was delightful. Okay, it bet. was delightful. Now I'm hot as shit, but it was delightful. All right, all right. I'm doing a chai latte today. Um, Lena, what are you drinking? I'm drinking lemon ginger tea. Delicious. Yes, yes, that is often my beverage of choice. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie? Stephanie? I'm drinking uh, tea agua. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, some nice uh you know some nice temperature water delicious <laughs> very cool very cool queen what are your pronouns my pronouns are she and her what are your pronouns uh, my pronouns are she her and they lena what are your pronouns my pronouns are she and they okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my pronouns are stephanie is she's and hers yes, yes. and jay yes what do you affirm for yourself today okay after, you know, like you had a list. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, no, you said at the time. So I, right? I don't generally go first because I, like <laughs> I like to copy off of your affirmations because my affirmation period is to have an affirmation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to value myself enough to make affirmations. But um, so I affirm once again that I'm not a lady. Please don't call me that. I'm also not ladies because that would imply that there were two <laughs> ladies there and it's not. <laughs> anyway <laughs> i just have to explain that um the, that that goes out to our loved beloved listeners who know this and forget it consistently hey ladies. Um, <laughs> hey right ladies. i love you ladies i'm not a lady but thank you and i love you too i am enough i'm cute and adorable i'm financially stable and abundantly healthy and wealthy and um i will stay in my lane and mm-hmm. i suggest you do the same i love that staying in yes. lane. yes yes because bitches oh. Stay in your lane. What what are your um affirmations? Um, I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. I affirm that I am enough. Yes. And I affirm that I will sleep more. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I need to just sleep more. I've realized that my days will go better when I got enough sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And I've been tricked to and even though I'm like trying to break myself out of it, I've been tricked to think like while they sleep, I grind. It's like, fuck <laughs> that shit. That shit is stupid. It's mad whack. It's mad white. Like, what yep. the fuck? Like, I'm not a fucking raccoon. I be sleeping at night. Like, I'm not a yeah. nocturnal creature. Yeah. I sleep at night and I do shit during the day. Oh, and that's right. just the law of nature. And you know what? I'm going to abide by that mm-hmm. shit. So yep. I affirm that I'm going to sleep more at night. And like get, that. like, a full night's sleep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm. So... 
That's mm-hmm. what I mm-hmm. I like that. There are whole entire white men talking about you only really need four hours because the rest of that time you could be getting up early but, and working see, towards my dad would have like some that. things to say about why y'all white men only need four hours, but <laughs> yeah. you know, he was in the nation of Islam, so it might be inappropriate to say what he <laughs> was saying. So we're just gonna move on. You see in the Yakubian Mountains. <laughs> The air in the Kikubian <laughs> Mountains only requires 3.5 hours You see, because in the Caucasus Mountains, where Yakub drafted okay. the way. Oh like, Dad, God. what are you doing? I wow. just asked you why they don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you prefer for yourself and Stephanie? Okay. So for today, I'm going to say that I will eat dinner today. Oh, yes. Yeah. So no two cups of coffee. Because mm. that will ruin the week. Right. So dinner. <laughs> Check. Do it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I like that. Lena? Um, I'm going to affirm for myself that nothing is mandatory. All this shit is made up. I can do what I want. Yes. <laughs> I like that. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. That, that spoke to my heart. Mm. Yes. Um. So Lena and Stephanie are here because they're part of our Bad Bitch Brigade. <laughs> and you know, everyone here already knows that these are the podcasts that we fuck with heavily. Heavy. And we realized that we haven't had our friends on the podcast yet. And what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. So here they are. Yeah. And I wanted to talk. So your podcast, specifically Bag Ladies, you all, every episode are uncovering and unloading baggage. And mm-hmm. so what made you start a podcast? on that and like um why that why you why us yeah because you literally right. could have been talking about like bags anything yeah. you know like, like yeah. handbags hand about purses <laughs> um this is gucci bag i got on sale on macy's i'm mad <laughs> well i think when we first decided to have a podcast we were working with a lot of different ideas we was mm. like oh my god what you want to do and then um lena was like yo Let's talk about shit we got to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dead ass, dead ass? Like, online? <laughs> <laughs> like, on, the I'm like, on the whole internet? Like, yeah. We could go buy our nicknames. So it's fine. <laughs> so uh, we decided to start talking about, like, things that bother us, things that, like, we're just like, you know what? I know that people have these issues, too. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we didn't really hear any other podcast with our voices. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I got a deep accent. People tell me that, but I don't believe it. But whatever. People tell me that, but I don't believe it. But whatever. But whatever. I don't hear it, That's though. regular. Like, y'all don't that's talk like regular. that? regular. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all got an accent. Don't, don't check for me. Um. So, yeah. So, we decided to then, like, just have a podcast that we're able to just speak about, like, shit that we go through and, mm-hmm. and be real about it yeah yeah and uh we have been friends for a long time since we was like 10 years old mm-hmm. so we at that point we have been friends for mad long and we had to like work on our friendship a lot yeah. Yeah. as we grew up be like oh like bitch we got to communicate different like, yeah. We, yeah and so i think that as we were on that journey for ourselves of being like oh like we got a lot of baggage here just mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. we like everybody else got issues too yes. let's talk about that shit yes. <laughs> like why not <laughs> right um yeah that's dope and i listen to probably almost all of the episodes and i've never i never i don't know i I could never hear that that working through or that like tension Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. um 
my dad would call me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, and not not that that's it's important. Like you talking to two other women? Is are you talking to are you talking to more black women? <laughs> Hold up, what no, stop this right now <laughs> about freedom. Stop, <laughs> not here, not here. No, absolutely not. Um, but anyway, yeah, I never, and not that there's anything wrong with hearing like tension or hearing mm-hmm. conflict or whatever, but I never hear that between you two i hear the i hear the like we're working through this baggage thing but i mm-hmm. never hear it in like a you know contra antagonistic kind of mm-hmm. you know what i'm yeah. saying wow. it sounds collaborative it doesn't yes. sound argumentative or it doesn't sound like one against the other well you know wow. what's funny <laughs> when we first was thinking about doing a podcast we used to argue all the time right and you and we was like let's do a podcast but we just argue <laughs> That has like we like let's just argue let's argue uh, right. like I'm like you always got something to say so let's just say it online right. and let the people know that I'm right like <laughs> let's just put it out I was like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like let's right, just though. do it that is funny so when we recorded the first episode we was like oh we agree on the same thing we just communicated we just communicated yes. yes and we 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 did a lot of work like yes. not on the actual podcast yeah. of just like let's build this relationship yeah. like mm-hmm. i remember it was like that time i was at your house it was super late yeah and i was like so these are the things you got me fucked up on and i was like this is what i need moving forward yeah. what do you need like let's just work on this eating snacks so yeah. like <laughs> it takes work so. yeah that's cool yeah that's great that's great so i wanted to elaborate more on like how you you talk about your voice because me and jay are very like into like sounding like how we sound like sounding mm-hmm. like girls from the bronx um right. like how how on purpose is that or how natural i know it's natural but how on purpose is it that you make sure it stays that way and that you don't eventually use that broadcast voice <laughs> or whatever the fuck <laughs> they try to <laughs> say we have to use to be yeah. in these spaces right. you know right. especially um because i know i have an accent but mine is different from yours even though we're both from the bronx but right. it's like mm-hmm. you have um a Latinx background so of course you know and you speak more than one language so like there's something else there and that might be a some might be something that people will say you shouldn't do right, right. or try to tell you will hinder you moving forward in this space right mm-hmm. yeah. sorry i was just gonna point that you're both from the same space mm-hmm. you're both dominican and yeah. you both yeah. have different bronx yeah, accents exactly. which, yeah. Yeah. which i think is really is something i think that when yeah, people me and you have different bronx right accents. right yeah. i think that when people are thinking about um voices and thinking about regional shit and thinking about what's ghetto or what's not ghetto or or ratchet or not ratchet which of course they mean black for all of those things yeah. right right um but when they think of that i don't think they think of the diversity within that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i just find that interesting that like we're all sitting here as black women from the bronx and we all sound different, different. Right. and there's there's um there's stories in our voices mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but anyway sorry answer the question <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. I'm here like, yup, yup. <laughs> Save for the people in the back. Just, <laughs> just in case they can't hear us. Um, I think definitely, I didn't notice how much I co-switch when I was like in workspaces or like in places I didn't see other people like me. Mm-hmm. So when in the podcast, I made sure like, yo, you literally in your house recording. Like this is how you sound like, how you speak to your mom, how you speak to your bodega person. So being like you don't go take a people. I like how your list went from your mom to your bodega person. Like that's the ranks. These are important people in your life. Bodega, my life. The people at my bodega, that's fam, y'all. There have been too many times I have stumbled in there drunk. Like yo, bruh. 
Let me get that $2 sandwich because that's all I got. <laughs> so put some eggs in there. That's it. You know how I do? I'm broke. So like, so like, you know, I, I sound like this when I when I speak to people who I'm comfortable with. So I think it's important for people to understand like you can still be all of the things and above and speak the way you speak and still make it. Like you don't got to be like, hello, hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm great. Um, things like you don't gotta <laughs> you don't gotta put it you could just have just being yourself is so important so yeah. I think having yeah. your own voice is super important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like a part of the conversations we're having is like because we've been friends like for mad long and we've had these conversations before and we like talk about these things it feels like for me I had to like intentionally like start to think about how I sound and how I code switch mm-hmm. and then be like but this is my friend like you said this is my friend I talked to her she know me like this is what we sound like yeah. so Same. that's part of the uh, like I guess that's part of like the appeal or whatever it's like it's us talking to each other mm-hmm. and everybody else just listening <laughs> like, right right so, right yeah. that's I, what- I wouldn't understand you if you cold switch yeah you know, I, <laughs> i'd be like who this but girl no, I, no you looked at her like, like uh-uh. <laughs> no yeah because i used to cold switch with the best of them and now i'd be like mm-hmm. uh that's a lot mm-hmm. of work you gonna mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying yeah i think for a lot of us i think a lot of us are reclaiming things that were like beaten out of us mm-hmm. by institutions yeah. you know what i'm saying right. like going to a pwi or yeah. even within the scholarship program that i got before i went we had we would meet every week and we didn't have like white supremacy trainings but we, <laughs> we, we, we did this is what i'm saying you sure i have a friend who was in that same scholarship this is what program. i'm saying but this is what I'm saying. Okay. Though. I mean. But this is what I'm saying. Though. Right. Um, but yeah, this and, and so even before we got there, is this kind of like conditioning of what kind of person to become. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's a lot of us, I think, are reclaiming mm-hmm. shit that was taken away from us. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Ways that we used to speak that we thought weren't okay. I, I told the story on the podcast before, but going to college and having a teacher uh professor tell me that i just i speak too fast yeah Yeah. and and not in a way like you speak there it would be different if she had said to me that not everyone in our class will understand the way that you're speaking because of your pacing that's you know what i'm saying that's different right tell me that it's people here that won't understand or whatever Mm -hmm. and you you may want to adjust for that right but not you speak too fast. Like, you speak too fast and you really need to work on that and this, that, or whatever. Like, I, I was deficient in some way mm-hmm. because of the way that I spoke. Yeah. And, right. and not that I was speaking... We're speaking the same language. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you need to broaden your vocabulary or whatever, <laughs> which is even... And that is yeah. a little problematic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you got, what was, I think it was Jay-Z who said that. Like, I don't talk too fast. I just listen slow. You yeah. Hit it yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Right. Pretty much that. They, they should just listen. They could yeah. 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 they, they yeah. keep up. They could pay attention. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's important also. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, no, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it made me think about that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, like, why did y'all decide, like, right. oh, let's do a podcast together? Right. We could have had a YouTube page, and that would have been a hot You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me be real. I would have never made a YouTube page. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> why not YouTube? Why not YouTube? Well, I'm just, like, personally, I'm just, like, 
I, that's I would never want to be in front of a camera like that, like all the time. So I was just like, I'm me, gonna, I love, I love talking shit. Right. I love to talk. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's just me talking. Mm-hmm. Great, mm-hmm. yeah. Look it up. Like yeah. let's record it. Like right, right, right. so. I'm like, I the... think I sound smart. I'm like, I sound great. Like you let's do, do it. <laughs> like, you do, you do, you do. What was the impetus though to start anything? Like y'all could have just kept hanging out and going to brunch. Like what? Right, you know right, what right. Which true. we do, right? right. <laughs> so I think podcasting to us it's just like having voices out there and like listening having the access mm-hmm. to listen mm-hmm. to something and like you know being anywhere and being like you're in the bronx at this moment because you're listening to us yeah and i think i really enjoy that about podcasting like you mm-hmm. could go back to an episode like six months later and be like yo remember when you said that and then go back in time <laughs> yeah but you could have done it on youtube but i just think about like uh the youtube vibe to me for us would have been kind of a weird dynamic. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. I like the idea of we're sitting and we're talking. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, we're sitting and showing. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. we were getting into, we were like, we start. that's when we start. like three years ago when we started it, we were like listening to the read, we were listening to like podcasts and we're like, yo, like there's just not that many podcasts of color and like we, like there's more perspectives out here and like things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so and we was like, we have opinions and like we, there's all of like the podcasts you know like the podcast world is like inundated right like it's yeah it's full and so we were like we have something to contribute yeah. and i think that that also made us feel like it was it was about like what we thought how we presented like our perspectives and like our voices and i think mm-hmm. that was real important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's dope yeah i enjoy it a lot i want to say that when i first started listening i heard the girls i went to school with well, I heard the girls that were on my block. So that for me, it was just like, I, I didn't know y'all. I would have been like, I know them. <laughs> you know, so that's what it was for me and hearing that, um, especially since I don't live in the Bronx anymore. I live mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. So it's still like, ooh, the Bronx. Like, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. And I think I like that you both, because of your history and knowing each other for so long, you're able, as people who are unpacking shit, like unpacking mm-hmm. our baggage as women of color, as women from urban environments, Oh, I use that word, that urban word. Oh, mm. I know, right? What? right. The inner city. The inner city. <laughs> Not what inner is it inside? Right. What is inside? What's on the outside? Let <laughs> <laughs> me go there. Yeah, I feel like as black women from the Bronx, unpacking shit like that, it's good to hear you go back to like shit that happened to you when you were young and mm-hmm. to kind of have a frame of reference, like knowing that you both knew each other. Okay. It was a story that y'all told about being young. You were both in high school, I think, at that time. Mm. You were both in high school and kind of like misogyny and engaging with young men. I don't know what the what I don't know what started it, but mm. it was this kind of dialogue that you all were having with some guy friends in your group. And we know that a lot of times in high school, especially when we were in high school, the understanding of like consent right. and what is rape and what is not rape or whatever, um not only was it blurry because we live in this like rape culture society, but it was also um, because of rape culture. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Nobody yeah, cared yeah. to learn what it was. Nobody cared to um, educate, I think, young men and boys on how to navigate sexuality yeah. in that mm-hmm. space. So you all to- told a story of like being the, I think from what I remember, you two were speaking out against I don't know if it was trigger warning rape. I don't know if it was a rape that had happened or it was like a it was a joke. It was like okay. a, it was a rape joke. Right. Yeah. Quote, but it wasn't funny. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So 
Oh, that's such a horrible story that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like. I, I, yeah. I'm. Can I may I give a trigger warning and then ask that you all do you mind sharing you it? Yeah, yeah, of course. If you don't mind, yeah, I wasn't gonna go there, but now that I'm kind, I, I realize now that it's not the kind of thing where I could just say, "Oh, y'all were saying this thing," and then yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. I can't yeah. just roll over it. Right. Um, but the reason I brought it up is because I thought it was important that only you two could tell that story because you were both there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the value when it comes to like podcasting and hearing different voices from different experiences and perspectives that's what makes it so cool that you all were friends like for that long or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah if you could if you could tell that story trigger warning rape and um, mad rape yeah <laughs> rape and mad rape yeah. yeah just toxic masculinity yeah. and, and and jump you know just yeah for part so like we used to believe that we needed a group of guys to hang out with because mm-hmm. that's what we felt was normal and the mm-hmm. idea of like you need guy friends yeah. used to have them mm-hmm. so um i remember being super young and uh, being in high school and then one of these uh guy friends said this thing about rape i believe it was part of a movie that people just saw and then people just kept talking about rape and how like it's funny like what happened we put this in her drink and this mm-hmm. and this and then being completely shocked that that was happening as we were standing there it was mm-hmm. just like the fuck mm-hmm. um and at that moment, I remember that we both were like, we don't got to do that. Yeah. Um, you know? Well, it was like, we have been friends with these guys for a while. They have been like, it, it was just like part of the culture of like mm-hmm. the friendship. And like at one point, I think we was just like, we were just like, this not funny no more. Mm-hmm. And like when we were telling them like, this isn't funny, they were like, yeah, sensitive. That's yeah. not, it's not about y'all. And I'm like, nah, because the thing is, though, that if you're talking about, like, of assaulting another woman, that's about me. Because mm-hmm. there's not no difference between the, her and right, me. Like, right. So it don't matter. And we, um, I guess we, like, had a situation where they, like, invited us somewhere. After we had, like, kind of had a falling out. Yeah, mm-hmm. after we're just like, nah, we're not doing it anymore. Like, we don't want to hang out with y'all. Like, y'all creepy. Like, yeah. fuck out of mm-hmm. here. And then we got invited to this party, but it was like a fishy situation. Like, I don't know. It was like, it was a group of them. They had just invited us. And we were like, we called each other, you know, we was like, yo, you just got this text. And she's like, yeah, I got this text. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you trying to go to this party? And we was like, we was mad quiet for we a were second. We were mad silent for a second because we were both like we thinking were, it. We mm-hmm. were both thinking it. And like, they didn't invite anybody else but us too. And yeah. they were pulled over for other two friends. Yeah. Right. And they didn't like us. So it was that moment. It was like of someone's birthday party that hated me. Right. Mm. Who couldn't stand me? Hey, oh my God. It's not like love and hip hop. Like, it's right. not it, like it. Well, love and hip hop is about high school anyway. Yeah, so. but it's right. like, it why are people that. who don't like me inviting me to lunch? Exactly. Like, yeah. we don't got to do this <laughs> at all. We could just avoid the whole thing. Yeah. Pretend we don't exist. New York City is big enough. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> big enough. So, like, at that moment, we both checked and, like, I believe you're, you're the first one to say it. You were like, bruh, like, I think they're trying to rape us. And yeah. I was like, I felt it too. Right. I right. felt the same thing too. So we didn't end up mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But knowing that feeling and I'm just like, nah, you think? And then my head's like, you know what the fuck it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. it is. So, you know, it was a kind of like trust your gut situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know. Right. Yeah. God yeah. forbid. Yeah. 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 For me, as somebody listening, it was... um. I think we all have those moments, even looking back in retrospect, like I'm sure it's more that you see from that situation now mm-hmm. than you saw mm-hmm. then. And so I think it's cool that like you were both there and you could both speak to that experience. Yeah, and also yeah. hearing, I think what friendships between 
women of color sound like you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. and what friendships between yeah. women of color in the bronx sound like you yeah. know so um yeah that episode always resonated with me because i think so much so much violence happens mm-hmm. to young women of color yeah and that was just like a simple you know oh this happened we had this argument with our friends now they're inviting us to this party mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. but if y'all yeah. had went y'all would have been raped and it's girls who did go to that party you know what i'm right. like yeah. just yeah. in in, yeah. in a city you know it, mm-hmm. cities all across the country it's mm-hmm. girls that went to that party you know right. what i mean right. Right. um yeah. but yeah but i thought that was a that was an interesting story it's, and it's an interesting story also because Lots of us have friendships where conversations like that have yes. happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, nah, girl, let's not go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or like, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And that's just like, it's sad, but that's just regular ass friendship for mm-hmm. us um, mm-hmm. to kind of like have those conversations and, and just be like, nah, like, don't go over there. <laughs> yeah. Don't go mm-hmm. over there, you yeah. know? Um, so I think it is important for people to hear that because sometimes, like, I've been in situations like that where it's like, girl, don't go over there. And I've been told a lot of times, like, you wilding. Like, queen, like, you mm-hmm. just be right. wilding and you think yeah. everybody did it. Right, right, No, like, my body is telling me no. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, so it's nice to hear other people listen to i guess what their body tells them or listen mm-hmm. to what like ex- past experience or whatever they picked up from their surroundings to let them know like no nah, this might not be too mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. to right. know that you know that you're not gaslit mm-hmm. right. in those situations mm-hmm. when you have those feelings when people tell you like you're irrational for even thinking for those feelings to even exist mm-hmm. you know and it's like the way that the world is set up and these facts and these statistics or whatever right. i'm not crazy <laughs> we were, yeah. i remember being on the phone like the first day everyone was quiet i still remember that conversation because you know, the phone i was like right. i don't want to sound crazy or nothing and i'm not crazy or nothing she was like just say it girl just mm-hmm. say it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like I'm, I'm not i don't want to be overreacting or nothing right. like just say but, it right. and she's like say it say it <laughs> <laughs> and, I re- and, and i remember that I remember, silence and i was just like girl you know what it is like you know sometimes it's just like it's that just like putting it out there and i think mm-hmm. that there's there's like a fear that like women and femme presenting folks like live like that's the world we live in that yeah. we don't yeah. talk about like yeah. literally i leave my house i, I should I should be scared. I shouldn't yeah. be leaving my house. Like, right, honestly, right. but I have to, right? Yeah. Like, and so it's like, people want to act like it's all fun and games. Like we chilling, but like bitches be out here surviving every right. day yeah. is surviving. Right. Like, right. like Jay and I dead ass leave the studio sometimes at like three and four in the morning. And mm-hmm. it's like or hit, five or six, five. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hit me when you get home. And right. that shit right. is real. And it's that not, just, is and it's not just like casual goodbye. Right. Like we just really mm-hmm. need to know like, that. No, hit me each up. other. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that woman leaving at that time. And you just had, you just gotta do that shit. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that that speaks to also the safety of, um, I think podcasting and us telling these stories and like when you sit and do a podcast with with another person and in our situation women that you feel safe with Mm -hmm. and being able to have that conversation like no one is listening Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I think that and we talk about this a lot it's rare I feel like to listen to media or to consume media that Mm -hmm. is speaking to black women Mm -hmm. or speaking to black people black women and, and femmes of all genders I feel like there are there are media outlets or media platforms where the host is black, but they're talking to other people. The right. main audience the and the main, main focus yeah. is the white majority. Or sometimes they're just reporting a story and they're not even speaking from the experience. Right. Or right, talking right, about right. the experience. Right. Or talking from, you know, 
just being in that space. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's something that our podcasts do very well yeah. is that we talk from the spaces that we come from. We right. don't just report stories yeah. and just be like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and next. Right, right, right. right <laughs> and then yeah. next. Yeah. Right, right, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's healing in that. And so yeah, we, mentioned, yeah. Yeah, we mentioned you all last week when we were talking about healing and safe mm-hmm. spaces for um, black women and femmes. And um, we appreciate your work, yo. Yes, yes. yes. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> so, we, uh, I was going to get into the Bronx. Yep. Okay. So, we couldn't have people in the studio with us from the Bronx and not talk about the Bronx. Hey. That would just be stupid. <laughs> I just felt like, I was like, you're like, I just like, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's like a, mm. Jay picked up the photo. The first thing he said was, yeah. <laughs> but she did that. She like, did that. I was like, oh, they're here. Oh, they're here. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're here. That's <laughs> how you already know. That's <laughs> how you know. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes so give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes okay. we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and j.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes okay so as bronx motherfuckers i wanted to kind of get into what's been happening with gentrification around the city so it's something that's been happening around new york city of course all of our old neighborhoods are being taken back Mm -hmm. taken away taken Um, back taken Mm -hmm. uh yeah taken (laughs) taken that's true well i guess when i say taken back i guess like this all ours we just let y'all have it right that's what i mean right i guess i I guess when i say taken back i mean from um from when they stole it from the indigenous folks to then uh white folks inhabiting shit and us being slaves um to then us being free and creating our own communities and shit and now they want them back that's what i mean the ones that they hadn't already burned down after we got them (laughs) 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 but anyway so the bronx we know has been i think in my opinion one of the last like strongholds Mm -hmm. of um, black living in new york um and so I kind of we wanted to explore some of the ways in which like we see the gentr- the process of gentrification like coming into play the Bronx. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. coming into the Bronx. So one of the one of the first things that we noticed so it's been lately has been 
a law an increase an alleged increase in crime, crime in, in the, the Bronx. Bronx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Allegedly. Right. So if you live in New York City um, and you listen to the white man's news. Every violent story, every like heinous shit that has happened, mm-hmm. is um, happening in the Bronx, in the Bronx yeah. right? So the most, I think the largest news story that has happened, um, and these things are actually happening, but I mm-hmm. guess for me it's more about the way in which they're being reported. And the the, um, the heightened reporting. Mm-hmm. So like, right. Right. as a person from the Bronx who has lived in a violent neighborhood my whole life when I lived in the Bronx, like I'm from River Park Towers, if anybody knows where mm-hmm. that is, this is like, these things that they're reporting was like everyday stuff in my life and I would mm-hmm. not see it on the news ever Mm -hmm. so like now to see every day these things that i can relate to in my childhood um every day on the news would make someone who is not from these spaces think like oh my god it's Mm -hmm. turning up in the bronx and for me it's just like uh (laughs) (laughs) today was a good day (laughs) right right Right. um right yeah So the saddest, largest story that we heard uh, most recently was a story of Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. And that is Jr. And if everyone knows the hashtag now, it's Justice for Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the young boy who was murdered by, was it five? Yeah, five. Like five gang members um, mm-hmm. over a sex tape. And supposedly the story is that they got the wrong guy. And so they end up dragging him out of this bodega. They stab him to death. And then it it turns out that it wasn't actually him. There's video footage of this based on the, um, the cameras that were at and around the bodega. Yeah supposedly the guy so they they stab him up and then they push him back into the bodega and then the bodega owner sends him out there is a 911 call so the guy the bodega owner did call 911 yeah um but he also told him to get out and to go like to the hospital or whatever so he didn't he didn't let him wait there he didn't like give him refuge in that mm-hmm. right 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 so then he gets um, junior gets to the hospital and before he is allowed to like sign in and be admitted into the ar police are questioning him as he's fucking like bleeding to, bleeding death. to death right um and then he then he dies yeah he and dies you know, at the hospital. but my you know my background my medical background which is short because i didn't really i, I dropped out but okay um someone is stabbed they need immediate attention right like they're losing blood like you Mm want to as best you can Mm -hmm. make them not lose blood so motherfucker why are you talking to me right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the stuff that i can say right now i can say once they Mm -hmm. stop this bleeding and stuff Mm -hmm. because what if what if he continues bleeding? like what if he didn't pass but what if he continues bleeding and now he's in a coma Mm -hmm. or like all these things that could happen you're not gonna fucking get your story like let this person Mm -hmm. be treated Mm -hmm. let them hold the blood in him Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and then you could get your fucking answer well i feel like the cops main priority when they see a black or brown like kid um involved in anything is oh how do i solve this problem mm-hmm. how do right. i solve this how do i solve this crime for my paperwork or whatever right. and and how and do i lock up whoever i need mm-hmm. locked and up they don't right. see a victim. there are no they victims no in any of these He's situations a, he is a part no of victims. why he got stabbed yeah. right, right. Of whatever right. For right. so he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't become an angel he didn't become justice for junior until we had the picture of him in his practicing police jacket yeah. on right. and then, right. then he yeah. became like a human and a person right. that white media could have compassion for yeah mm-hmm. um but anyway so that that's like the largest story that i think has made like national news Mm -hmm. um but that is again that is something that happened but it's been all of this heavy reports on crime when in fact 
statistics are showing that crime in the Bronx is actually going okay. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 So, not, that's we, awkward. If you yeah. talk to the NYPD, this is the lowest the crime has ever but been. Right. New York is one of the safest big cities. Yeah. Like, da, 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 yeah. da. Then how come there's a police cop? There's cops on every fucking block. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And what's mm-hmm. what's crazy, and this is what made uh, me and Jay were having a conversation about this privately. I'm like, I as a person who grew up in the Bronx, but don't live there anymore. And when I go to the Bronx, I go to the Bronx a lot for work. Mm-hmm. I don't feel different. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't go on the space and it's like, what's happening to the Bronx? You know, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. What, are, what are you doing to my... Yeah. That carpet doesn't go there. Like, none of that is like, nothing yeah. feels different because it's yeah. been very much the same. Like, there has been gentrification happening like in the very, very South Bronx. Mm-hmm. And there are, I do notice some visual changes, but the way I feel yeah. when I'm in the Bronx mm-hmm. has not changed significantly, significantly. So it was just like, to me nothing's different like right. this is right. like and crime is horrible and i don't want yeah. crime to happen but like these things that you're supposed to do to um prevent crime you are not doing mm-hmm. so all of the community building and um education and all of these things that we know when when a neighborhood or when a population has less par- poverty and has mm-hmm. access to things yeah. there's usually less crime but there's no one's putting that right. into the bronx nobody That's nobody nobody right. yeah nobody like on an institutional world level on a systematic level nobody's pushing that stuff into the bronx mm-hmm. like yeah. nobody gives a fuck and if they <laughs> and if they are it's like white saviors right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they always like oh we but we got this program we got this community service yeah it costs 72 dollars a year mm-hmm. you talking mom with four kids yeah we not going we gonna do right. the pump shit that shit is free <laughs> you know what i mean like oh we have all this community yeah but it's run by like a lot of like white folks that don't understand who have mm-hmm. this white savior like oh my god like i'm here to save you you're gonna be better mm-hmm. you're gonna be good it's you're like, gonna rise no. from this community mm-hmm. you're gonna be a pillar yeah. you're gonna be more yeah. than what you are right now you'd be like okay girl damn <laughs> chill mm-hmm. so yeah no one's putting anything into the bronx and like and they are it's their idea of what success means to them and mm-hmm. that's the problem that people have this idea that there's nothing there like like yeah, yeah. Like, there's no value that, i'm like but y'all literally left our communities out here to die mm-hmm. right. like y'all saw that shit burning and y'all was like ah, i, I like, gotta go home right. like that's what was <laughs> yeah. going on like mm-hmm. and so people in the bronx have our communities exist because of us like exactly. there wasn't nobody exactly. giving the bronx nothing wasn't like it's, it's a neglected borough it's it been, has really been cut off some resources and now mm-hmm. people think it's cute to be out here on my bus i'm yo i'm so like when I I see these white people moving into my neighborhood, mm-hmm. which I never thought would happen, yeah. people people be talking about the Bronx like it is. I used to, as a person <laughs> from the Bronx who always went to school in Manhattan, I used to have to go hard for the Bronx. You have to go hard. Like, I would have to go so hard. Like, no, you're not going to talk about my borough. Like, right, yes, right. I be in Harlem all the time because you know that's where the fly guys was at. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I'm from the Bronx right. and you're not going to talk about that shit. Yeah. But it's because of all of the neglect. So no one really has these huge reasons to like go to the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, yeah. yeah. And the reason why we bring up this um, alleged rise in crime is because we feel like this kind of like heightened attention, like mm-hmm. oh, this happened and this one got killed and this one got robbed and this old lady got knocked in the head and da 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 da. It kind of 
it, it helps to um, sustain the narrative that this is a wasteland, that this yeah. is a fucking free for all. Right. So that when gentrification ramps up mm-hmm. and we say, wait, hold up, yo, the way that you all are coming into our community is violent. The way that you're coming into mm-hmm. my community yeah. is dismissive of previous residents and those who have been here and this is our home, da 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 da. So that when when we do say that, it's like, no, but this was a wasteland. It was a wasteland. Mm-hmm. Right. And we yeah. came Y'all were killing it. Yeah. Though. And now, now, crime is down and now it's neater yeah. and now we have mm. trash pickup and yada 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 right. and so it, it makes it 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 shifts the narrative so that it makes it harder for us to fight against gentrification yes. mm-hmm. and i think for those people who are like you always have people who are on the fence or who don't really care about anything yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying right. and so for those people who don't really care about anything who are living like within your community or whatever when you say yo do you see this gentrification that's happening to us yeah. then they can say nah but we was like we was wilding li- anyway. we was wilding it's and- a coffee shop now on the block yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, right it's better now it's better but you've always but you've always kind of had coffee and pastries right right, right. you've always had that we've always had, always had we've had them we have right. I didn't meet a peach I didn't meet pastries when I went into Manhattan that's not when I met pastries and oh what is this for now? <laughs> we always had Late great breakfast. <laughs> we always had great breakfast. One mild victory against gentrification. A birch coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> opened up in Hunts Point in 2016 and everybody was like, oh, is this a sign of gentrification? Da, 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 da. Um, they closed in 2017, so... <laughs> You know, uh, clap, clap to that. But like, cause they already had coffee. Right. <laughs> you don't even make it as good in the bodega. Right. Like, like, I'm with Stella. They be with Hello. Like, Hello. I need to be awake. Everybody exactly. in the Bronx was like, I'm sorry. You said four dollars? Four dollars? Just for the cup? Oh, God. I don't get a sandwich. <laughs> I can't get a number two. Oh, okay. Her. Oh um, yeah, so that's one small victory. Yeah. But just back to like crime stats. In 1990, there were um, a little bit under 80,000 major felonies reported in the Bronx, and in 2017, less than 20,000 were reported. So that's like an all-time low. Yeah. Um, and then you're just saying like crimes that's reported. Like felon. These are yeah. I guess major felon. major felonies. Okay, so I don't okay. know if these were major felonies that were reported or made or major felonies that were like charged. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, right. Oh, you don't know if they were violent because there's felonies mm-hmm. that are not violent crimes. No, they're just major they're just felonies. Saying, okay, they're right. just saying major felonies. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's implied in some of the reading that I did that like violent crime and all that shit is down. Yeah, but I couldn't okay. mm-hmm. I couldn't find the details because the other thing with that. If you want to look for crime stats, like comparison wise, you you kind of got to dig deep. Yeah. Because you know. the whole point, that's here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. The point of a lot of these stats is like for real estate. So when I did this research and was mm-hmm. looking up like crime in the Bronx, it was all real on real estate pages. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just gives you like what's happening now this like, year. You want to move to this neighborhood and you're white and you want to feel exactly. safe. Exactly. Here's the places to go. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't do that much. Exactly. There. So yeah. there were things that listed like the top 10 safest um like little corners of mm-hmm. the bronx the top 10 places the bronx is the 22 in terms of percentages 
it's safer than 22%, I think, of places in the country. Yeah, I don't know. But it's all very real estate driven. Right. Like, I can't just look up and see, okay, what's what's actually happening with crime? But all every, everything that I have read indicates that crime is going down. Um, crime, since 2014, when Stop and Frisk was ended, for anybody who doesn't know what Stop and Frisk mm-hmm. is, that was when cops could just stop and frisk anybody, anybody brown. Right. Anybody brown. Anybody yeah, brown or black that can stop and frisk them. Uh, we know they were not stopping and frisking white people so that's why we say anybody brown that yeah. was mm-hmm. like the major point of contention mm-hmm. um so we got that ended in 2014 even though we know motherfuckers still do it mm-hmm. and crime has actually continued to decrease since then yeah so it wasn't really that like important that we be harassing i want to add some other stats that i got from the new york times this stat i think is important because it we know that because of the media heightening or making it seem as if crime is something rising in the Bronx, right. that then it's going to be like, we have to increase police presence mm-hmm. and yep. all of this shit. Mm-hmm. The Bronx has the thinnest detective staffing in all of the city. Mm-hmm. Nine out of the 14 lowest staff percent detective squads um, for violent crimes in the whole city. So like the 14 lowest one, nine of those precincts are in the Bronx to have mm-hmm. the least amount of detectives when it comes to like mm-hmm. solving crimes. Cause that's what mm-hmm. detectives do. Police arrest people and blah, blah, right, blah, blah. Right. But if you want to actually solve crimes, it's usually the detectives who are like going around and asking questions yeah. and doing all of that shit. So we don't have those. Mm-hmm. So we can report crimes, but we're not going to actually solve them is what it seems right. like. Right. Um, and so to think, give you numbers, there's roughly one detective for every four homicides in the Bronx versus one detective for every two homicides in Upper Manhattan, but Upper Manhattan has lower murder rates than in the Bronx. Okay, the reason I bring this up is, right, they're going to increase police presence. Okay, whatever. But they're not going to admit to the neglect that they gave to the Bronx when it came to mm-hmm. crime and how you solve right. crime and how you deal with crime and how you um give people... Or how you fixed, or how you have better relationships with people in these neighborhoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to admit to that neglect. Right. So if you felt that the Bronx needed these things, how come we don't have enough detectives? How come we don't have, we don't right. have the people to actually help solve these things? Mm-hmm. How come they're not present? Mm-hmm. And then also, and it's in the same article in the New York Times. I didn't write it down, but they say that in the Bronx we have some of the lowest response times when we call nine one one. Um. So it's all of these things that need to be fixed because you're actually being neglectful. Mm-hmm. But to use it and set it up in a way that these people is wilding, we got to up, right. up police presence. is right. fucking ridiculous. Right. You have yeah. been neglecting yeah. this borough for a mad long. Because right. the right. other thing, fuck. right, the other yeah. thing with that, criminals in any in any setting, right, criminals in any neighborhood, if you know the cops is not coming, that's what you're going to be. Intention, it's yeah. more intention. Yeah, right. it's more right. incentive to take a motherfucker hostage, yeah. to kill yeah. somebody. Even if you kill somebody and then detectives they find everybody talks mm-hmm. right so you know oh no they got that person oh no they found them oh no they mm-hmm. found them and if that was the conversation it yeah. would be less people yeah. running around killing us killing yeah, people because you know that you can get away with it mm-hmm. yeah. right it's honestly like their priority is not their priority is not to like actually hold people accountable right. and mm-hmm. create like any kind of justice for people or for yeah. people who are victims their priority is i'm gonna arrest you you're gonna sit in jail you can't pay your bail right. so you are making yeah. money and you're gonna, right. exactly. you gonna take a conviction it don't matter what you like exactly. you know especially because so, the plea the plea i don't know the the number one off the top of my head but mm-hmm. the amount of cases in new york city that people plead out is fucking ridiculous yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. Like, so many people don't even go to trial right. because yeah. it's just like let me just plead out and just get get this shit over with you i know? worked at a public defender's office up in the bronx and mm-hmm. the shit you used to 
see you be like people be like I got stopped for this rant like or I this thing happened I've been in jail for like eight months because I can't afford bail yeah. and then right. every time the DA is like oh no we gotta wait oh no we gotta yeah, wait oh it's no crazy. we gotta wait and it's like the whole system is like is meant to like corral and like exactly exploit Make black money, people. Man. And then we not we don't have resources right like that's the whole thing like there's no resources in our community or like there's a lack of resources and mm-hmm. people are trying to access it and we know the things that work in communities to like keep crying we know the things that work right we they have the systems we just don't give a shit we're like y'all not people anyway so yeah right. exactly like if you think about the reasons why we don't call 911 that mm-hmm. alone just like lets you know that we do not one trust the system or two the system does not work for us so like right. i know people who have called the police on someone because of violent stuff and because they have something they get arrested mm-hmm. too just because yeah. they call and it's like right. yo then, like yes maybe i might have a warrant because i stole some shit two years ago but what they right. got to do with this motherfucker trying to beat my brains out right like, <laughs> like right. if we had to <laughs> pick what's more important yeah like, i, I like, don't why are you checking me right. if i'm the one who's calling now one or this book, person why are you running my background mm-hmm. to see if i got warrant right like mind your business like <laughs> fix the problem that's why i called you it's because when they when the police show up it don't matter what you where you at what you're yeah. doing we also suspects yeah it don't matter and that's the that's the shit that like that's what's gonna happen that's what happens with gentrification like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden everybody's suspicious all your white neighbors is can't come knock on your door and be like put down the music they gotta call the police Mm -hmm. like and people get arrested like you know and so it's just like shit's just gonna escalate and that's that's like my fear about gentrification i'm like i could give two shits if some white bitch lives next door to me, I don't give a mm-hmm, fuck. Mm-hmm. But like, girl, you're going to come in here and be scared of everybody. Be scared right, on the corner. Right. Be scared waiting for the bus. Be scared. All you see is like fucking murderers and rapists everywhere. And then mm-hmm. weird people. Like not everybody's like that. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. that's what happens. Then more of us, more of this. Right. And when, and when police this get involved, got people they think die. This got them. This, for that's real. customer <laughs> service. Mm-hmm. Like police is their customer service. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, um, <laughs> look, I'm not trying to speak to the person downstairs. So <laughs> if you could just put down the music, that'll be, uh, tell them to put down the music mm-hmm. that would be great for me because i can't i don't know how to use words i don't know if they understand me so i'd rather not and, and it's just not, like you're not even their neighbor it's you those people you, those yeah. people over there. Like, like it's not even your neighbor at how many times you've seen on twitter on an instagram people be paced like putting up like screenshots of people who have like all these facebook groups that i haven't even joined about like people living in the community but, like they're outside where they're traditional hookah <laughs> and they're loud stereo yeah. outside with my yeah, daughter's so trying that, to take a nap i think it was in washington mm-hmm. heights mm-hmm. look i'm as a new yorker you know washington heights is the loudest neighborhood it's to live right. in right it's loud it's just right. what it is you but say your daughter trying to take a nap mm-hmm. me too girl Hello. i can't like, so what you Hello. know what i do i still take my nap because right. i'm sleepy yes. Yes. you know why because you adapted right, right. Yeah. <laughs> And you just no. go to sleep. My mom would dad have parties when I was younger, like on like a Sunday, <laughs> bingo, <laughs> merengue playing. I'd be like, it's time for school for me. <laughs> and I will go to sleep just fine. No, the same. Growing up in the Bronx, you know how many times I heard like merengue music blasting Loud. all night? And it was just like, they're having a party. My mom like, good night. Yeah, you know, they having a party. Like, <laughs> it was not like a thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Because they were sounds of your community. Right. Exactly. As exactly. opposed to. I'm not going to be mad that people come home after a long ass week of mm-hmm. doing what, like cleaning, taking right. care of somebody else's kids, whatever they do, the backbreaking mm-hmm. work that I know poor people do every yep. day. Right. And I'm going to be mad that they having a party on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. I'm, how 
I'm a I'm a hater. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you are a straight hater. You are a straight hater. You don't got you don't want no joy. Like that's fucked up. They're the original haters, yo. They are. They are. All right. Do you want to um pay some black women? Yes, Get let's into pay that. some black women. So this week we have uh, listeners to the show mm-hmm. and mother and daughter team Tony Shaw and Perry Murray. Tony Shaw is the owner of House of Mosaics Candles and she makes dope ass candles yes. that I smell started, fucking started, delicious. I started using some already. Ew, really? <laughs> what are you using? I don't know. It just smells good. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, Look at me. I'm not reading the label. Oh, I'm like, right. Ooh, pink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so she makes she makes really great smelling candles. She also has soy candle melts. Do you mm-hmm. know how to use those? I haven't I haven't figured that out yet. I'm a Google. Okay, it. all right, cool. Right um, now, my cat just enjoys um <laughs> playing hockey with the yeah. Just, they're in yeah, little no plastic matter where I put it, he finds it and it's like, oh, knock this on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm. Oh, cats! Cat yeah. <laughs> Gotta love cats. Um, Tony's daughter, in addition to the to the candles of House of Tony's daughter Perry Murray actually is an artist and creates note cards and stickers um, with images of oftentimes black women and other black figures I guess men yes black ass shit perry is very creative great artist so the website for that is houseofmosaic.com and we'll put the link in the show notes mm-hmm. and that is candles and cards yes i love my cards <laughs> and i love my candles and my cat loves the soy yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing so be sure to check them out out. Are you ready to get into the motherfucking pit? Let's get into the pit. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm ready. Okay. You want to tell them what the pit is? Yes. The pit is when we throw people, places, and things who are trying to kill our black joy Mm -hmm. in the motherfucking pit. Yes. Fuck Mm -hmm. them. So this pit, usually I'm like, in the pit. (laughs) Like a dungeon dragon. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hip hop reference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) An an elderly hip hop (laughs) reference. (laughs) No, but you call it did it again. So they might know when Nicki Minaj did it also. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. The young mm. folk might know too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, younger folk, because you know. Well, she's 34. She means 35, which probably means she's about to be 40. She's probably 40. Mm-hmm. She says um, she is not near 40. Right, right. <laughs> I love how she said that she and said, then I'm forgot how, she, how old she was. And then, mm, throw her in the pit for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's definitely in there. You wore jersey dresses the same time I did. Ooh. Relax. Thank you, Minaj. Okay. Oh. Relax. <laughs> Eating my tea. Um. Eating my tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, uh. so this pit is more of of I brought this conversation because uh, I'm like highly disappointed in the people that I'm about to throw in a pit. Okay. Not mm. that I expected much from them. I'm not a front. I, I didn't. <laughs> I was about to say, girl, you already like wasn't really. Yeah, I don't no. expect much from these people. And not to say one of them I actually am into. More so than the other people that I'm going to bring up. But, okay, so background information. So, Charlemagne, mm-hmm. 
the devil. Also known as Charlemagne the God, for anyone who has no idea. Also known as Leonard, as um, That's right. Monique pointed out for That us. is his government, <laughs> Leonard. Um, so, Leonard. Um, mm-hmm. Leonard. is also on his rape papers, probably. Yes, that is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the name on the papers. Yes. <laughs> so, recently, it came up that he had a rape charge, I believe in 2001, of which he pled to some lesser misdemeanor charges and then another video has been surfacing of him talking about giving a woman spanish fly which we all know in the hood is basically like you drugging a bitch mm-hmm. um spanish fly and having sex with her um so you know and essentially for people who don't know he you know kind of bill cosby mm-hmm. um this woman so that's circling around or whatever and i've we always talk about our hate for him and how harmful he is to black women and it just disappoints me that there are people around him who I call his light-skinned feminist brigade. Because <laughs> he only fucks with light-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. At least to my knowledge. Those mm-hmm. are like whatever. But there are women who are... He fucks with um with uh, Crystal. She's like a light brown skin. Okay. She ain't as brown as me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. I am... Um, I'm, you know. I know. You always do that. <laughs> I don't... I don't. Uh, well, you know what? But you know why? She doesn't identify as light skin. No, I don't think she is yeah. either. Right. She's not okay. even the person that I'm talking about in this space. She actually should be. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking of her to right. be honest. Right. Um, because I guess I'm um, a bitter dark skin bitch, and I'm only talking about the light skin. Girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. But no, but actually, I like that you brought her up because mm-hmm. she should be a part of this too. Right. Um, so there are people who black women who. At, Charlemagne has des- has decided to show respect. So that is people like Crystal from the Reed, Jamil. I never could say her last name. Oh, Jamil Lemieux. Jamil Lemieux. Mm-hmm. East- Lisa Rye. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Angela right? Rye. You oh. give no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> all, them, all them light-skinned girls. All them light-skinned girls with the three C hair. <laughs> She's actually the one that annoys me the most. That's probably okay. why I don't remember her name. Right. Angela Rye. And Amanda Seals, okay. who are like women who, um, I don't know if they all identify as feminists, but they always try to, they bring out these ideas about mm-hmm. feminism right. mm-hmm. and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So these are his friends, his people, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen him say anything about the situation, and it right. just has me just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Especially since I know that many of them, I haven't really heard Lisa Rye. Angela Rye. Uh, <laughs> 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 <So> Lisa. <laughs> when i've never really heard angela rye really talk too deeply about black women specific things she's Mm -hmm. she to me i think she really loves black men and only talks about them i think that Mm -hmm. what i get from angela rye's um commentary is you know how we often say that um i'm black first black Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) maybe that. that people do be saying that but just just the notion that black people are men and women are white you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right, I, think, right. I think a lot of times she speaks from that space until she has an experience mm-hmm. as a black woman. Like yeah. that whole thing that happened with her at the, um, the airport. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Where she was being like unjustly like checked and like yeah. inappropriately touched yeah, and that kind was. of thing. Yeah, I, I think that. when it happened to her, I think then she yeah. felt it a bit more and like spoke out on that. Um, but yes, I think when, when, when she is used as a voice, um, I think she is paid to be a black woman, but I think that she is speaking only to blackness that does not always include the experiences the of black, black women. women. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, so it just kind of has me disappointed knowing that 
these are people who are close to him or, or people who have spoken out against other black men who have mm-hmm. done these things. Um, what's her name? Jamila talks highly about R. Kelly and how problematic he is and how just his existence is just vile for black women. Mm-hmm. And to not say anything about mm-hmm. Charlemagne just is just like hugely disappoints me. Yeah. Um, then I read a really great thread by Rod from... Um, the Black Eye Who Tips. The Black Eye Who Tips. Mm-hmm. Rodimus Prime on Twitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing thread. We probably put that thread in the show notes. But he basically says that he's kind of tired of talking about Charlemagne or like tired of maybe expecting this drag of him by these. Yeah. Or even dragging him like himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he feels like he's speaking to like people who if they, if we were talking about anybody else right so charlemagne holds a lot of social capital yeah he's like this and, huge gatekeeper right, right a lot of yeah. power in media right, right? Yeah. so if we were talking about anybody else there'd be there'd be a whole like black twitter conversations mm-hmm. about it out the wazoo there'd be yeah. fucking dissertations written about it how long <laughs> we've been talking about charlemagne being violent towards black women from before he even had that whole thing with Tommy Loren from before he yeah, even man. said that whack shit about um, how black women need to, that was, it was involved in the Tommy Loren shit too, how black women need to use their platform this way or that way or whatever, as if you don't even exist. berates black women who are on his show. We've been doing this, right. we've been doing yeah, this been for years. That. We've right. been talking about that shit from before he had Janet Mock on there and then mm-hmm. one day and then disrespected her the next day. Yeah. 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 We've, been, we've been doing this right. and it's like no one it, it just it's, it's something that will never pick up speed because activists who get paid who for whom uh feminism or black feminism pays their bills yeah mm-hmm. they oftentimes want access like you said he's a gatekeeper they yeah. want to they want to mm-hmm. sit they on a breakfast club mm-hmm. right yeah they want to be able to shit. write their book and then promote their book on his yes. show yes. they want to be able yes. to start a podcast yes. and promote their podcast yes. right. on his show mm-hmm. and they cannot do that if they don't speak out right right, so right. Death, like you said his capital and his space just holds too much and it's 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 sad mm-hmm. to like see that because yeah. even if you think about um i'm, I'm say r kelly it took I'm 34. Mm-hmm. I knew R. Kelly was a rapist since I was about 17, 18 right. years old. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just now at a point where we're like, we're shutting down his shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, right. even though we always wanted to do that. Right. But because his social capital has dwindled mm-hmm. since yeah. from when I was 17. Like, we got to fucking wait 17 years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Something <laughs> like, yeah. damn. It's, it's crazy. Something Rodimus said in his Twitter thread was that we often wait for them to fall out of out of grace with white people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So when yeah. R. Kelly was on whatever that was it an AOL interview that that time he was being interviewed by that woman with the British accent and was showing his ass um, when she asked him about his rape charges and things like that or whatever. Yeah. It was like it took that mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. For people who typically were not like checking for yeah. his issues mm-hmm. or talking about his him being problematic or whatever, yeah. it, it's like it took him to fall out of grace with white media. Yeah. Not that he, not that they were ever checking for him too heavily, but right, right. They, they, he wasn't on the radar. Right, right. he wasn't on the radar he, he as a it. villain. Yeah. He, he was, right. yeah, he was right. chilling. He was chilling for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's like we wait for that to happen before we feel comfortable enough to speak out. 
lest it affect our own social capital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And right. it just makes me wonder, like, I get it. I want my check, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of living check to check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just love black women too much. To yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking, right. like... Right. The humanity of just black women <laughs> is always mm-hmm. up for question. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, like, I'm not... Like, yes, yeah, so, but, like, I'm so anti-capitalism, anti-all of this, like, yeah. social capital. Like, I'm not gonna... Just be like, well, you know, social capitalism, I can't really say nothing. I'm like, yo, that's a whole person that this happened to. And mm-hmm. we're we're cool until we not cool. Nah, we not cool no more. That's how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something because I right. can't just be in a space and be like, you did this and we chilling. And then mm-hmm. it's like, why not? Like, why not find other avenues? Or like, mm-hmm. why not? Um, and I think it's because what Jay, Jay and I talk about all the time is that people operate from a space of scarcity mm-hmm. right. and think that he is the only gatekeeper right. or he mm-hmm. is the only, you know, whatever. And I get that he has huge capital in that space, but it's like, I feel that there's ways to get around that on ways to yeah. just figure it out. And yeah. I, I think that adds to why me and Jay question all the time, why black women even go to his show. Yes. And, and, yeah. and yeah. Why do y'all keep going right. there? But it's because right. of that place of scarcity where they feel they need that motherfucker. Right. Right. They yeah. really feel they need that motherfucker and it's just it's sad because and to see these people who are on platforms but i would assume you don't need that motherfucker Mm -hmm. still need that motherfucker just it's just like what the fuck especially this is a space that as a podcaster i will i'm entering yeah like Mm -hmm. yo yeah i mean i'm just like what are what are people willing to like what are people willing to let go for mm-hmm. their own like success whatever the fuck and yeah. it's just like it's just like yo like like you said like he hurt real people like these men are violent like mm-hmm. they hurt real people there are there are women there there's a young woman we know for a fact yes is living with the with the trauma of being assaulted by this grown-ass man yeah and we don't give a fuck because we like to listen to a radio show in the morning that's bullshit or, yeah. or because yeah. he, he spoke about this already Let's bring it up again. Like, you think Charles Manson didn't talk about the shit he right. did all yeah. the time? Just because yeah. he talks about it doesn't no. like. But when they say that he spoke about it, did like what does that mean? Did he apologize? Like, like he he spoke like I I cause for this show like when people would talk against him mm-hmm. like if I go on a thread people would be like well he talked about this on his podcast already like basically like you're not sharing any new news like we knew this already and yeah on his podcast that he has with that trolling ass yeah, hating that. ass racist ass Andrew Schultz but, but why would Charlotte yeah. yeah why would yeah. On, on that I podcast like a clip about it like they like transcribed it how I think it was like on the root or something but mm-hmm. it was like and them going back and forth and him is the, the little the white dude is like oh you know some people call that rape and he's like, ha ha ha, it's not right. And I'm just like, y'all are both trash. Right. Yeah. Y'all know exactly what this is, and y'all think that it's a joke. Y'all think that women's humanity is a joke. Y'all think yeah. that this violence is a joke. And it, y'all, yeah. y'all show your eyes. I'm like, y'all fucked up. Y'all yeah, monsters. There's, that, y'all yeah. there's another video um, where he talks about, I think this was in relation to Chris Brown and Rihanna. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been in relationships with me and a girl for it. And, you know, like just casually saying these things. Yeah. And because people think, because, well, he's been honest that that means that it's okay right. and it's like nah bitch it's not yeah. and, I mean, and, and I, like i've done some fucked up shit and just because i'm like yeah i punched her in the face does that mean <laughs> that it's bro, okay bro, that i punched right. the person in the right. face it doesn't yeah. mean that well there's that and there's also when it comes to the him having the support of a lot of quote-unquote woke black women there is also like what i was saying before about black people being men and women being white right so that right. black women have black women and femmes have no space in anywhere right we don't fit anywhere right Right. so he does and speaks 
a lot to blackness right you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so he'll talk about black people black men black this black that or whatever black women don't fit in that unless (laughs) right right what the fuck is that (laughs) black women don't fit in that narrative unless he has decided that oh no this one is a queen you're this one you you know what i'm saying you're this you're this type of black woman so i'm going to choose to respect you instead of this whole interview not asking you any relevant questions Mm -hmm. talking about sucking a fart out your butt Mm -hmm. making you cry over some shit shaming you about Mm -hmm. something or whatever he's been i didn't need him i didn't need evidence of like a rape to know that this man hates black women you know what i'm saying he hates black women he's hated black women for years i would i used to tap in and listen if i thought the guest was interesting Mm -hmm. just like for that until he fucking until they had janet mock on there yeah Mm -hmm. and and seemed to have what was you know a good interview Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that maybe they had learned something from it and then Mm -hmm. like damn near the next day literally literally the The next next fucking day day, the next fucking day they're on there making jokes about her body right you know what i'm saying with another guest with another guest how do you after that and after that makes news right and then after after they give a, a whack 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 ass mm-hmm. not apology mm-hmm. right right how do you as a black woman then go on there and promote your show that everybody else is checking for your show already you don't mm-hmm. need to show up there girl like how yeah. do you do that i don't that and then it's like the chances that we give black men period like why are mm-hmm. we you know why mm-hmm. why is he allowed so much time yes. and space to fucking yes. grow because yes and, and, and we can't fucking do that shit yes. like, i have fucking, heard actors all, all you gotta say all i gotta say is all you need is one crazy sound bite of queen i'm just gonna always be this crazy bitch for the rest mm-hmm. of my whole right yep. yeah, right, right, yep. grow or nothing like and it's like i've come to the point when it comes to like i'm gonna just bring up like azaria banks like i'm done with her but i gave that woman right. room to grow yes. black woman or black i'm gonna give her room to grow. Yes. She's, you know, i gave all the benefit of the doubts that y'all right. give these black men all the time yes. mm-hmm. is what i gave her and it's like why do y'all keep giving these motherfuckers the benefit of the i have also, heard oh sorry no you go ahead go uh we giving him chances but it's not like he not growing like no we, he, shows, not. he shows us that he hates black women consistently all that he doesn't time, value right. any of them and it's not like oh he spoke about it okay but did he say anything that a he, value a value did he learn anything from yeah. it did he grow from it was nah, he, he using that as a teacher moment exactly. for one for y'all right. motherfuckers no right. so right. That's, that's, that's the same problem with r kelly it's like oh like whatever whatever but like this man we allow him to prey on mm-hmm. people like on young women mm-hmm. like consistently he ain't growing he ain't changing right. he's mm-hmm. just doing the same shit right. and so why we gotta support him why should we support him if he gonna he's still gonna be that piece of shit person yeah. so uh-huh. let him do it by himself with nobody looking at him and right. eventually whatever but like let's not give them more like, like yeah. all these men i'll be like look no like <laughs> to be honest i'm just like no like i'm not i'm just tired of always having to carry black men like i'm mm. tired i'm always like oh but for the community nah fuck my community mm. i'm gonna fuck with my community best yeah. believe. like i'm tired of being like Oh, his music was like I think about like Kanye. Like, oh, his music. Was, no, bro, he been gone. Like, mm-hmm. I let that go a long time ago. I don't care. Mm-hmm. There will be somebody else with something new, something fresh that respects my humanity as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm not asking for a lot. Just right. you know, some basic rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very yep. chill. Very casual. I think basic standards. So yeah. like, I'm tired. So I've heard black activists say 
oh black women oh he's so willing to learn you know what i'm saying which no it's not he's so willing to have it appear that he's learning because that's good for his pocket these are grown-ass men these are boys stop stop treating these men like boys they're fucking Mm -hmm. grown-ass men Mm -hmm. with grown-ass bills and grown-ass dicks like and they don't know what the fuck they're doing we're not talking about about a fucking 15 year old boy we're Mm -hmm. talking about grown-ass men with kids like Room to grow for what? Yeah. Why? Or, or Why? that whole oh, you know that's my little brother. Like that. That's how I feel. I feel like about a lot of the people that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, he's he's he ridiculous. He'd be wilding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what he said was messed up. No, but like his whole existence in media has been to troll black women. Yeah. So like, Literally. where where is like where's the middle ground here? Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's very bizarre and it's disheartening and it's upsetting. Um, and I'm all about people getting their money and getting their coins, but it's just upsetting when I feel like people's purpose, their wokeness is, is the check. I'm woke for a check. I'm a black feminist for a check. I'm a womanist for a check. Right. And whenever, cause that's the thing is that, and I, and I found this online. I was, I was on a celebrity's Instagram and they, one day they did something, they posted something that I felt like was, um, shaming. Some people would call it slut shaming, but mm-hmm. you know, we don't believe in sluts here or whatever, yeah. but like it was shaming of a certain type of women who he was branding IG models and they do this or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't fuck with this or whatever. And so the next day I saw that I just, I rolled emo- emoji and went on with my life. Who was it? The next day, I'm not doing that today. (laughs) The next next day, they posted something about um, how they're this type of person, that type of person. They're a feminist. This was a guy, right? So I was like, oh, well, that. And so we had what I thought. I did. I did. It got dark. But anyway, so the post was like, I'm a vegan. I'm a this. I'm a that. It was like weird. I was like, okay, you're a hotep. That's what it's like. So someone, so right. So I didn't just comment that, right? Because I already saw and rolled my eyes again. But somebody said, can you be a feminist as a dude? So he was like, yeah, you can. It's about emotional intellect or some shit. And I was like, okay, let, let me hop in here. Because that's not, that's, <laughs> that's really not, not what this yeah, is. At all. I picture Jay, like a double Dutch rope. Like, what? what? Right. All right, let me jump right. in here. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I was mm. like, no, it's, it's about, you know, that post that you put the other day, that wasn't, that I don't think that that was very feminist of you, and it definitely wasn't womanist. And there is, you know, but we're all growing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, feminism does take social, political, and emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about being more sensitive. So I thought we were having a, con- a casual conversation, of course. Then, of course, you know, he got all in his panties. Mm-hmm. And it was about, oh, well, you panties, come in on my panties page. Panties don't have a gender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But I know that that would bother him. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for him. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, you come in on my page with this negativity. And well, what would you have said? And just, so, I, you know, I said casual what i would say or whatever since you asked me he deleted that you coming on my so page so it looks like i'm just talking wild stuff don't you want me here yeah. and then somebody oh right and then another black woman comes on and is like well we know that feminism looks in different ways and we, we shouldn't be policing each other's feminism i'm like i'm talking to a man mm-hmm. who just said something wild reckless yesterday and now today he's telling the world that he's a feminist 
Okay, I'm challenging that feminism. I can do that. Right. But the way that we were so, everyone on that thing was so sensitive we're about always sensitive that. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. it's okay to be a black feminist for a check, right? Mm-hmm. So I can scream at an audience member that I don't know. I can challenge a white person or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to screaming at uh, like a black guy in media, mm-hmm. then it's oh, like, oh, no, 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 wait, don't wait, do wait, that wait, in wait. front of company. No, 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 that's what, that's what my black feminism is. If you mm-hmm. say something insane, that's what my womanism is. You say something insane i'm gonna challenge you yeah. i'm not here to curse you out or wave my finger in your face like how you picture it when i'm calmly sitting right. here texting what i'm thinking i'm here to challenge the bullshit you said because we are all learning and growing right. and it's that fear when it when there's one when i feel like when one of us is actually willing to challenge these motherfuckers then it's like no 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 that's my little brother i'm not like that like he's we have harm- to he's harmless like we have to oh, talk yeah. to them with mm. these fucking Meanwhile, kid bugs. like fucking violence has happened right he's harmless right. he's harmless right. and it's like we need to stop doing that like mm-hmm. yeah we need to stop doing that so i'm throwing all of them in the pit because it's like you're in these public spaces and the way you use your public space is to speak about these things mm-hmm. and cancel people for these things and drag people for these things and call motherfuckers out for these things and read people for these things and you're not doing it to the motherfucker that you call a friend right mm-hmm. who is very harmful to black women mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. present and will be in the future right like nah and i guess the argument would be that we don't know what what they say to him behind closed doors but that's why i say you chose a space mm-hmm. where you do this stuff publicly all the time yep all the time so i don't give a fuck about the silent stuff and behind you chose a path and media I where agree. this is mm-hmm. what you do and this is how you do it. i just wanted you so, to say it y'all should see how shit. she looks right now you're yeah. like yeah. Yeah. I'm, also breaking, I'm, about to break, I'm about to break it to my mother because i am <laughs> <laughs> not going for it <laughs> right no i i definitely yeah. agree with you i just wanted you to say it out loud because no. that is that is what people be no. thinking but you don't know them you don't know what no. they do no but everything else they say out loud right. i'm not calling out angie martinez right you know I mean? she's right. a person in media who doesn't talk about you know who mm-hmm. doesn't do you know what i'm saying there's right. lots of women in media who i won't even talk about in this space because that mm-hmm. is not the path of media that they, they have right. chose to right well angela yee she just sit there and drink her juice while he hates black <laughs> women oh, yo, yo. She, her, yo. <laughs> she loves it because she hates black women too many, right oh, she has first to. of all first of all they all hate black women of course like, everybody in that. Chair, if I was in there, like every, they'd be like, get the yeah, really? Yeah. Like, I used to, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just no, I'm just in it because like for <laughs> real, like homegirl just be there with her tea, just like wow, that's, that's so crazy. Right, like right. Well, I can't believe you said that. Every every now and Come then she be like, right? yeah. every now and then she be like, nah, but Charlamagne, you gotta understand that. Oh some, my god, that's exactly chicks, how she sounds. You know, but nah, but you gotta understand that some <laughs> chicks would disagree with you. You know. So <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's basically you disagree. Maybe yeah, right. Speak on exactly. That. Exactly. I Uh-oh. used to feel like I used to try and it would piss me off for a season. It pissed me off, and then for a season, I was like, "Well, I'm watching another black woman. I woman at work. She deals with a lot of abuse in that space. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should show some compassion. I'm just kind of watching this other black woman deal with working in this environment. Right. But as time passes, and as like I'm, I'm, I could easily be fired from my job now mm-hmm. for speaking up and saying things. It's like. You have a platform. People value what you do, Angela mm-hmm. Yee. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get 
other work like yeah. i don't know it's just it's very uncomfortable to watch a black woman sit there as other black women are disrespected mm-hmm. regularly mm-hmm. with right. her occasionally participating in that yep, right. you know yep. it's yeah, weird you're complicit as fuck yeah, yeah. yeah you're complicit like... you you doing it too like right. yeah. if you're not well, you saying say anything yeah, like, right. what they be saying silence is violence yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. and if yeah. people be like oh like our personal relationship i've never seen him do like uh, but like we nobody we asked it don't matter about, about your personal relationship I, right we never see people that's, do whatever but that's now, before I but have you him. seen him have consensual sex what are we I watching mean, people <laughs> what are we have, watching? like why would you have seen that right right things don't exist just because you haven't witnessed it right like, i'm gonna believe people like I haven't been in the middle of the country by many that shit is turning up. But right. like, oh, you talk. But, but that's the thing. They haven't witnessed these other people do these things that mm. they call them out on. They mm. haven't seen it. Right. They haven't witnessed mm. it. Like, what the fuck is the difference? Right. Yeah. You know, that's why I was the like, nah. Charlamagne put them on. Exactly. And that's yeah. why, and that's why for me, it's just like, that means you don't nah. give a fuck. You actually, you're feminine. Like, if that's what it is, if you actually don't, you can't call yourself a feminist because you actually right. don't give a fuck about people either. Like, if it's right. for your check, like, then what is is it mm-hmm. like it because the, liber- the liberation gotta be about you too it can't be about oh this for them this for that not it's you too you complicit mm-hmm. in that you're not calling shit out right. that's you like yeah. you're yeah. upholding that shit yeah so like yes it is mm. you can be complicit mm-hmm. right i'm whatever but if your media platform is not being complicit mm-hmm. and calling mm-hmm. shit out and speaking up for shit then y'all y'all that, that shit is faulty and you're mm-hmm. going to pick all of y'all crystal um, Lisa, no, Angela. What's her name, right? Like? Angela, Angela Rye, yeah. Amanda Seals, and what's her name? Jamila. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to pet? Like, nah. Okay. That's what it is. All right. Okay. I think we did a show. We did a motherfucking <laughs> show, yo. Thank you, bag cool. ladies, Lena and Stephanie. Thank you so much for coming. Tell us, of course. Tell them where they can listen to your show. Tell them where they can find you on social media, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Tell them what y'all working on now. Oh, yep. Um, oh. uh, we're on a break right now mm-hmm. for the summer, but we'll be back in August. But yes. you can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes, um, Stitcher, and Google Play. And when you search for us put bg ladies mm-hmm. because you know apple you know it was taken whatever <laughs> you gotta search up in there yeah um, i bet that show don't even exist no more. right that's what i'm it saying don't. it don't mm-hmm. we checked um <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on twitter at bag underscore ladies you can follow us on instagram at bg ladies mm-hmm. um where else uh, you can follow us on tumblr yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> out there yeah. Retweet. Retweet us. Um. And I think that's what are we working on? We're working on a, a new season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're trying to bring more guests. Okay. Trying to get them to be in their feelings on the internet mm-hmm. with us too. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to like try talk about dismantling even more shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're very excited shit, for yeah. next season. So. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. Do y'all want to give y'all personal social medias, or you don't want them to find y'all? Oh, y'all can find me. Um, I got... Oh, my God. So, I got oh, a yeah, store. you do have a store. I have a whole right. store. So, simpim.com. I do uh, relaxing uh, sprays and some arts, you know, especially for the times we need to all stay chill. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the... Everything. So, follow <laughs> me on simpim. Also, you can follow my art page. It's simpinism um, to do the artwork that I'm doing. And I also have a... YouTube page that I'm slowly neglecting, but I'm gonna get back on it. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I guess you can follow me on Twitter. It's it's a long ass name. It's Lina Rascacielos, which is like Lina Skyscraper, but in Spanish. Yeah. So, okay. It's cute. Yeah. It'll be in the show notes for people yeah, like me yeah. who can't spell <laughs> all of that. <laughs> it's a lot of letters. Mm-hmm. I really need to change that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many letters for me. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, yes. So we did it on the fucking show. Yeah. Um, please be sure to donate to us yes. if you can for a podcast movement before we head out. We definitely appreciate that. All the support that we get, all the money that we get for that goes into hotel travel. We don't pocket any money that we get from um, your donations. So yeah, thank you to everyone who has. Please be sure to do that if you want to, if you can, to yes. queenandj.com. Hit yep. the donate tab and get that done. What else? Be sure to follow us on the social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and that is at T with QJ. We're also on Tumblr and Facebook, and just search T with Queen and J, and you'll find us there. Send us T-mail, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You already told them where to donate. Subscribe. Like, we're at the end of the episode. You fucking love us. Subscribe, follow, whatever app that you use that makes this permanent. Just do that. You still fucking here. Right. You love us. That's right. You're still <laughs> here. Um, be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, whatever the things that you could rate. <laughs> thank you for everyone who leaves comments on our SoundCloud. We don't really say that too much, but thank you yes. for everyone who comments mm-hmm. constantly on our SoundCloud. And, um, yeah. I think we did all hashtag Black Lives Matter hashtag say her name hashtag unpack BG and yes. yeah. hashtag T with QJ hashtag four C here yes hashtag four C here yo that's right Ooh, I met another light skinned four C person you yesterday. yeah 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 did y'all like skip off to lunch uh, together we did we, we held hands she said what's about four C and I grabbed her hands I was like you too like, oh, another light skinned four C person we're, we're a rarity yeah <laughs> um anyway yeah so hashtag 4c hashtag marsh's played hashtag inner hall uprising hashtag, hashtag queer walk, walk. Hashtag, hashtag stop killing trans women mm-hmm. hashtag pose fx yeah yes. fx season two yes! Yes. yes yes um hashtag listen to black women hashtag pay black women hashtag hire black women what else hashtag i'm hot all right bye, <laughs> bye. thank you Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther would, I'll just say as a movie, was the best superhero movie I've seen. That being said, superheroes are cops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Superman or Batman, even though they're both police. (laughs) Exactly. Like, here's the thing is that if Batman wants or if Superman wants to stop crime, then they got to stop the reasoning for crime. Mm. And the reasoning for crime is that capitalism must have unemployment to exist. If you have full employment, then people can have whatever wages they want, which is why publications like the Wall Street Journal and other ones, they, they worry when the unemployment rate goes down because that means stocks go down because wages go up. Capitalism must have an army of unemployed people that allows you to be scared of losing your job. If you have unemployed people, you have unemployed people that also need to eat. People need to eat. They're going to figure out an illegal business to be part of. So. If Batman and Superman really wanted to stop, quote unquote, crime then they would be part of changing the system. But because, and they're smart enough to know this. Yep. 
So what it is is that they like crime and they like beating up poor people. We've often talked about on the show that Batman's part of the one percent because he's a rich dude who well, could fix yeah. things and he doesn't. You all know, of them are pretty much. I mean, they're not all part of one percent, but they're all working on the same on the behalf of the same folks. 